0: All right, potheads, we're back. We know you're full. We know you've been sitting around the house watching college football, pro football, eating turkey, eating leftovers, doing your thing.
1: Drinking shots of gravy.
0: Yeah. yeah. (laughs) There you go. Maybe you've been doing a little Black Friday shopping or or small business Saturday shopping. But, hey, we're back with another In Real Time. And we had to. I mean, man, we put out last week's In Real Time, and I'm not going to lie to you guys a piece of me died because i was like shit we should have hit on the ticketmaster stuff we took ticketmaster to task way way back on episode 4 so the fact that they're finally kind of maybe being called out under the carpet is music to our ears
2: literally and figuratively right i agree and and i'll say this this little segment was very unplanned like we just wrapped an interview that won't drop for another couple of weeks and uh Hey, we like talking to each other, so we're like, let's hang on, and we digested the Ticketmaster news all week, so we're like, let's let's just respond to this shit. So, Nate, what do you think about the Ticketmaster shenanigans?
1: Yeah, so the Ticketmaster stuff, man. So I think, for me, historically, the Ticketmaster debacle, you know, antitrust, bullshit, any kind of deep dive into what the fuck is going on surfaced early for me because I'm a Pearl Jam fan. We all know this. I'm a big PJ fan. And they went after Ticketmaster in like 1996 when I first got into Pearl Jam. So I was like, it was very front and center for me. Like, yeah, that is bullshit. I'm not even going to shows yet, but I can't believe they're charging 25% of the face value of the ticket. That's insane. So history tends to not repeat itself. It time rhymes. So it's doing the same thing in 2022. Most recently with taylor swift and her tour selling out pre-sale so in other words a lot of fans not even having the option to buy tickets in the first place because it's been sold out pre-sale so there's a lot of controversy there's new lawsuits being filed class action against Ticketmaster slash live nation on what is actually going on here is clearly a monopoly but how can we how can we dissect this and how can we take the we...
0: power back we need to take the power back
1: right? yeah yeah so, and now with the transparency and the, you know, the access to information, I think we're kind of in a, a really prime spot to really f- showcase this point that this has been fixed for a long time. But now more than ever, now that the pandemic is starting to ease up a little bit, the music industry is thriving. Everyone's going to shows. We're stoked to go to shows. We're trying to figure out ways to go to shows. We're trying to like put off responsibilities to go to gigs. So the one rainholder on the ticket sale outlet is Ticketmaster slash Live Nation, and what the fuck is going on? I guess that's what we're trying to get at, is what's going on? You said two things that,
0: that piqued my interest. The music industry is is killing it, and I would tell you that the industry is killing it, Yeah, not necessarily the artists, right? Like, totally. we talked to Spose about touring a few weeks back, and it's, the artists are still trying to find their way in this new post-pandemic, pandemic-y world, but the industry itself is finding its way into everyone's pocket. My, my issue with Ticketmaster is they weren't, A, they weren't ready for some massive pre-sale that they said they were ready for, and then they go ahead and cancel the on sale, general public on sale because they're afraid of how many people are gonna come back at them to get on and try to buy tickets. And, and they said, what, 14 million people made it onto the website trying to get to 2 million or so tickets that were sold. You know how many tickets you have in a presale. Only send out that many or maybe a little bit over, like you oversell a flight. Don't give everybody and their brother the code. Like, Find a way to not make that that way. Nope, Ticketmaster is just trying to keep their hands in your pockets on that stuff. So they, they want everybody and their brother in there to make sure that all of it gets sold and then it gets
2: bought up by bots and now it's on the resale market, right? Well, like we said in previous episodes, like we, we know what's going on. We know it's jumped the shark. We know it's jumped the shark for so long. But what was like, the icing on the cake. I don't think I saw this this week. There was a big headline of a like an older gentleman that like stumbled upon Taylor Swift tickets. That's going to make a fortune. You guys know what I'm talking about? No. Do you know what I'm talking about, Nate? I didn't see this. No. Okay. There's a guy that's a ZZ top fan that somehow in his checkout process bought Taylor Swift tickets. He happened to be in the moment during the presale. He accidentally bought eight tickets to Taylor Swift. Oh, wow. He timed it. And it, like, we, we know like the bots buy up everything. So he happened to magically time it so much so that he's going to make to the tune of 10 grand per ticket. Because wow. He likes the fucking bearded wonders, right? Wow. Like in a system where that's even able to happen, you know, it's fucked.
1: Yeah. Well, t- so you both brought up good points. Most recently with Ticketmaster's new infrastructure is there's a thing called dynamic pricing, which is basically a supply and demand backend for the system. So more demand, the ticket prices actually fluctuate, kind of like a stock. So this guy happened to be at checkout. He likely got some kind of notification, hey, you! if you like this, you might like this, which doesn't correlate with ZZ Top and Taylor Swift.
0: No, but Ticketmaster would do that, A. And B, I don't think Taylor had dynamic pricing on for this, Just, just FYI.
1: Okay. But regardless, this is an upsell, likely from Live Nation, as you're at checkout, you're like Top, cool, here's a hot ticket, you're already at checkout, do you want to add to your, to your tab? And the guy's like, sure. He probably didn't even know the you know the value of, of resale, but also that option didn't exist. Usually it was Ticketmaster, you buy the tickets and you're good for them, or you sell them to a friend, or if you really want to go, you know. Super shady, you put them on Craigslist. But regardless, it's a different market. It's a different scene. And this guy just happened to be, I guess, digitally in line at the right time at the right place. So it really drives incentive for people that had no intention to resell tickets in the first place. But if you're on eBay and you have something that's worth money, you're going to sell it because, hey, that's the hustle. So it puts people in a position where you wouldn't normally do this, but because of the situation and given the whole
2: status of the world economy, like, yeah, I'll fucking flip. It's too. amplified it. It's 100% yeah. amplified it. And yeah. Yeah. hey, the, the reselling bots have existed for ages. There's back-end deals. You're right. With Ticketmaster to these third parties, that's existed for a while. But mm-hmm. now the margins have amplified. The opportunities are there. And now it's in the limelight. So now you're right. People will come out of the woodwork. Like, I agree with you there.
0: Oh, and there's the other thing that that is interesting to me with this whole thing is that they knew they were gonna have demand for this tour, right? The specific Taylor Swift tour, and the fact that they they say that they sold out however many tickets, and like they kind of almost bragged that they had that many people on the website. You can't handle this tour. You can't handle the fact that this many tickets are going on sale when most of them are just being bought up by resellers to hit StubHub, to hit the, the Ticketmaster verified, to hit SeatGeek, to hit whatever there is out there, right? And the fan. The guy that gets the eight tickets by accident, he's one of a very small number of people that actually got through and bought tickets. True, like, 100%. Most of these tickets were sold the minute that they went on sale to somewhere else to sell them at an upcharge. On top of the fact that they you know, will do dynamic, dynamic pricing with other artists. I know Bruce Springsteen got a lot of trouble into a lot of heat with that earlier this year. But in this situation, it's, it's these tickets were just, they were earmarked for elsewhere to make more money over and over and over and I, I wouldn't be shocked if the artist gets a cut of that. I mean we've heard that in the past. That the artist is probably a little in on that and Ticketmaster is the fall guy. And they continue to do that and I think they, you know, they were out front and center last week when this all went down being the fall guy and being like, "Yeah, we had 14 million people hit the platform. We weren't ready for that. We didn't realize Taylor Swift was that popular." Yeah, you did. You knew all of this was going to happen.
2: Well, the other question I would ask is like, are there other options? So take a Taylor Swift. Like, are there other options outside of Live Nation venues? I'm asking you guys, because I don't know. No, probably not. So she's kind of handcuffed, but at the same time, like, she's in bed with them too, you know?
0: Well, and it's not just her. It's everybody. It's anybody at her level. It's the Bruce Springsteens of the world. It's the, the, the U2s of the world. It's the massive acts that play these large venues that, yeah, who owns them? you're going to have to get in bed with them. Like it's, I don't feel I'm not as angry at an artist as I am at the, at the uh,
2: proprietor of the ticket because agreed. I'm glad you brought that up. Cause I, I want to make that clear.
0: And I do think that there is some, the artist knows what's going to happen. They hear stuff behind the scenes. They know the money's going, some of that money's going to come back to them. I mean, we talked about this with machine gun Kelly, geez, months ago about how his whole tour went on sale and, and sold out. I say that in quotation marks, very quickly because that was all bought up by bots and put on secondary markets. Like it, actual people didn't get tickets to these shows. That's that's the, the thing that really sucks about this entire thing is nerds like us don't get to go to
2: shows. Did you guys see the latest TikTok trend with uh, Taylor Swift? No. no. The latest TikTok trends, which I th- it's probably still going on, is you post a video on TikTok of your view from your seat from historic Taylor Swift tours and you post what you paid. So I saw one today, wow. which is literally front row and it says the red tour, 120 bucks. You know what I mean? Wow. Like that same ticket would be literally 10 grand at Gillette stadium. Mm-hmm. 10 Jeez. years later, you know, crazy. Wow.
1: That's crazy. Especially cause it disregards inflation. That has almost nothing to do with inflation at all. It's just pure monopoly to the number. I mean, there's, it's one of the few sectors that I can think of that there's not even a duopoly because that's already been soaked up into one one company. Mm-hmm. So it's getting really dicey now because the only competition against a company of this stature is, you know, independent. And independent doesn't have, A, the infrastructure to support it, but the venue capacity to rival uh, a Live Nation venue. And I'm speaking more sp- specifically to sheds and stadiums. I mean, those are dialed in, In some cases, like a 15 year, 20 year contract going forward. So, like, there's just literally no competition. And by that point, 20 years forward, other contracts have been signed to buy out other, we'll call it independent venues because they've essentially, you know, folded on the poker table. So,
0: we did this this summer when we talked Tattoo the Air, how Scott wasn't able to get the venues they wanted in 2000 for this fairly big tour with Slipknot as they're blowing up and all these other new metal bands and and metal bands that are just their household names still to this day 20 something years later he couldn't get the right venues because he wasn't on the inside because the inside is tough to get into right and Ticketmaster Live Nation owns all these venues and if you're not on board as you said with at the beginning of this Nate Pearl Jam trying to go off the beaten path and do their thing they stopped pretty damn quick and are back in, at back in line because they're a big enough band to play those venues and they want to play them.
1: Exactly. There's only one avenue. If you think about the music industry singular to the airline industry, you have to think of it as there's just one airline. And there's multiple airlines and there's multiple big players. In fact, there's like six major players in the, in the uh, airline industry. The music industry is one. So like, you have nowhere to go, and especially when you factor in you know, substantial contracts for two-year touring cycle that are very much so folded into the Live Nation program on an international scale, like there's just no way to get around it. Yep. Again, we like we're very conscious on not stepping on toes because we are hypothetically in the industry at this point, but it's it's something that needs to be needs to be discussed. And I think it's becoming more front and center because of the Taylor Swift situation, because selling out pre-sale is just underscores how out of control this is getting. And I don't even know where it can go to this point. I think this has kind of hit its peak, you know?
2: Yeah. Yeah. And I think, I guess to wrap us up, like I would ask the question of where do we go from here? And I think the, the only way that the fan wins from here is that it gets broken up. And I think that's where, you know, you you saw AOC tweet about it. Like, I think that has legs, but like, that might be a while.
0: Yeah, we're we're a ways out from it being broken up. But maybe the wheels are turning. Maybe they're spinning. Uh, who knows? Uh, fingers crossed that we, we get to a point where the nerds can buy tickets when they go on sale and go to shows and not have to pay 10 grand to sit in a seat that they paid $120 to sit in
2: three weeks ago. Actually, one thing I will say is like, you remember the whole Ticketmaster debacle where you got the vouchers, you got the 250 per ticket yeah. that you bought? The irony is like, the fees now are way more than they ever were. So, like, what came? What good came out of that? I don't know. Nothing. I don't have the answers. They
0: found their way through that, and and now they're they're reaping what they had to pay back on 100%. on that. Yeah.
2: Because oh, yeah. I never I never took advantage of the vouchers because they weren't in my region, and the two fifty two two dollars and fifty cents per ticket expired before I could ever use it. Yeah. So
1: yeah. Oh, yeah. It was a long play, and it was usually for shows that were underperforming sales-wise, so it wasn't really correlated with, you know, reality.
0: True. Well, hey, not to bring you guys all down while you're listening to uh, us in your car on your small business Saturday, you know, buying your mother a a Christmas gift, but we appreciate you listening again, and yeah, this is is obviously near and dear to our hearts because we want to go to big shows. We want to go to places that will have you know, artists that we like, but we also don't want to get priced out of the market. So exciting times, maybe in the future, if Ticketmaster finally gets broken up, fingers crossed, right?
2: 100%. And I think this is, as Nate always says, it's like, you know, a blue ocean for anyone else that wants to get in the ticketing game. Like on a local scale, I've seen, you know, smaller retailers that you can buy tickets from for smaller venues. Like there's opportunities, but for the big boys, like we got to eat with their servant, unfortunately. Yep. Yeah,
1: I think it's a ripe time for disruption, and uh, we're we're getting to a point of something's going to change. So we'll see what happens. Cheers, nerds. We appreciate it. Peace, bloodheads. thank you for
0: listening to patio slave we are at patio slave on twitter instagram tiktok all of the places that you can find us on social media facebook Potio slave podcast youtube patio slave podcast there email us at potio slave podcast at gmail.com and hey if you want to become a supporter click on the link at the bottom of the episode and give us a dollar give us five bucks it keeps the lights on keeps us going we really appreciate that stuff thank you